Hello, everybody. Ding, 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 ding. Yo, you hear that? That that's the sound of the holidays. Oh, those are the holidays. I thought that was like a train. Ding, ding, You know, it's like Santa's sleigh. Okay. Oh, sleigh bells, ring a ling a ling ling ding ding ding. Oh, look at that! New Year's has a knife. Oh, that. Oh, that rascal. That rascal. New Year's cute baby. Yeah. Uh, nobody told them what uh, sneaking up behind people, what you're not supposed to do when you sneak up behind people. Just um, hold a knife? Just hold a knife. Just stab that, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Danielle, you know a thing or two about stabbing people. I sure uh, do. What? As the senior editor of fanbyte.com. <laughs> well, I know, I know what to do what? with a stab Am I having wound? a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> the person having the stroke on the call right now is one Merritt K, the uh, features and trending editor of fanbyte.com. God, I hope not, but what... I- Daniel stabbing people. New Year's. Mm-hmm. Is ne- What's happening? Uh, uh, Barrett, you've been on how many episodes of the show by now? You should know uh, the story so far. I really, I'm really begging you to just yeah, pay more attention true. to the ongoing I, plot. I really Pull should the read the lore bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> read Wikipedia for fanbite. Yeah. Uh, God. Somebody who knows a lot about lore for Disney properties is Nikki Grayson, the uh, that, social editor for. Fanbyte. That's me. Hello. How are you doing? Oh, okay. That's good. I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear all of your uh, wonderful voices once again this week on uh, another great episode of Fanbite, or Fan With, rather. It is the last episode we're going to be doing before the holidays do, in fact, sneak up right around the corner, but we should still have new episodes coming out even during that time. We'll figure something out around Christmas time or something like that. We've got we've got plans. We've got machinations, I Wait, what's the say. Christmas song, Stephen? What, what does Christmas, Christmas sound like? What does Christmas sound like? Christmas. Yeah. Well, uh, Christmas was the ding, 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 ding that was sent to sleep. Oh, of course. okay, okay. I thought uh, that new- was like maybe like someone was like leveling up or something. Mmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of different people leveling up all yeah. at the same time. Mm-hmm, it was like a, mm-hmm. it was like a flash mob in World of Warcraft. That's how those work. Ah, in, very cool. In video games. A yeah. flash mob of <clears throat> Santas in uh-huh. sleighs, but they're there to slay you with their looks. I was going to say with their knives, because and we did knives. establish that the holidays are not only sneaking up on you, they are out to get you. Uh, like any good holiday-themed horror film along the lines of like a Black Christmas, Santa's sleigh. I know what you did last summer. Is that a, is that a holiday one? No. Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, there's the Krampus movie? There was a Krampus movie. It's probably there multiple. Yeah, Krampus with the dude movie. from... Uh, from- no, I was about to say 30 Rock, but Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog? Adam Adam something Sonic. Yeah. Wait, what's the one... Sonic? What's the one that where the guy sees his mom have sex with Santa when he's a kid? <gasps> oh, and right. He, uh, uh, I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. That's a yes, different that one. Is, that's there. what it is, because oh. then he does become a Santa killer. He, he yeah, becomes obsessed I, with Christmas and uh, kills people, I think. I know what edible, you're talking about. Is that actually? Black Christmas? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. think so. Black Christmas is newer. That's like a... Oh, wasn't there, weren't there two Black Christmases, though? I thought Black Christmas was a remake. The, the newer one was a remake, I thought. Oh. oh, this might be. A group of sorority girls are stalked by a stranger. I don't mm-hmm. think this is it. Hmm. That no, sounds like this a is whack not Christmas, it. not black Christmas. Right, yeah. Call, yeah, call me for title ideas. We're going to figure this out during mm-hmm. this show. Happy, By the end happy of it, we'll figure it out. 
Um, that bad Eli Roth. Is actually kind of good. Oh yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, it's it like kind of cool. good. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, would you count a wedding day as a holiday? Because in that case, I think Ready mm. or Not goes on this list. Mm. Um, yeah. Haven't seen that one either, but also still think it looks pretty good. Yeah. That could Nikki, be fun. Nikki, I don't mean to keep you completely out of the loop in this conversation, because I knew, no, you do not like spooky things mm-hmm. or scary yeah. things. I'm, called... making, I'm just making a, a good edit mm-hmm. to the document. It's called Christmas Evil, which is oh. a really good name. Oh, that's a terrible okay. name. <laughs> oh, can I... So, what was that name of... Was that movie just called Krampus? Was the mo- one movie... Uh, with the Parks and Rec guy just called Krampus. It was not, I right? think it, it was, was called something else. It wasn't Krampus? Because I definitely went to a Halloween Horror Nights haunted house with that as the theme. So I walked around in Adam Sonic from Parks and Rec's uh, Krampus mm-hmm. movie sets. And it was pretty right. fun. I, is it, it not is Krampus? It is just called Krampus. I think it's just Krampus. Because I wanted... The one thing... I've never seen the movie, but I have looked at a lot of GIFs of the, like, monster designs in that movie, and they it kind of It is just rule. Krampus. Yeah, Krampus. it's just Krampus. Krampus. The, the folks over at uh, Weta Workshops. Weta? Weta? Weta, I think it is just Weta. Weta Workshop. They did the monsters in that one. Did they really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, okay. So there's, like, a, there's like a jack-in-the-box thing that I... Just, again... Nikki, I am sorry for No, it's fine. I'm going to Google it and it's going to go really great for me. Yeah, Krampus images. It's from 2015. Tony Collette, Adam Scott, aka Adam Sonic. Oh. Oh, this is terrifying. Yeah, here you go. I'm going to put this just right in the Discord real quick. Just going to let everybody see this one cuz oh, I actually friend. I do Oh, that's fine. I love horror movies that are like not actually that great but have really really good monsters in them. Just like really sure. good designs and practical effects. For people who can't see this, um, it is a like a sort of porcelain jack in the box that like its face sort of I don't know oh, splits I don't like open, that. and then it's oh, got like it, I didn't know that it was you. Put, it was a gif. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's worse. Uh, there's a yeah. there's a number of more frames for you to enjoy in this particular. He eats the boots. Uh, he's eaten some well, boots. I think he's I eaten think, a person. I was gonna say, I think the implication is he has eaten a person and their yes. legs are going in last. Yes, mm, but you know, I it might have just been boots. You don't know. It, that's also true. Like you know, elves, uh, cobblers in the lore. You know, they they like shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it all comes back full circle in the in the mm. lore of the Krampus. And the- and now I I also did find a Krampus mm. that I think is scary that I did put in the chat. <gasps> yeah, I saw. So that's that is a that is a Krampus so- of Funko Pop. It is, it is, That's it even is. scarier, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It, nothing looks more dead inside than a Funko Pop. <laughs> you mix that with an actual monster design, that's just a, that's just a brew for trouble. Yep. Right there. Uh, can I read you the item description for, I this, you would. for this item? Yeah. Uh, so it is eligible for an Amazon Smile donation. Uh, here's the first... Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon Smile is the thing where, they, where Jeff Bezos... Um, looks at a penny and he's like i can give you a fraction of this uh, charity Uh um anyway so the first bullet point na second bullet point imported (laughs) third bullet point from krampus comma krampus comma as a stylized pop vinyl from funko fourth bullet point stylized collectible stands three three quarters inches stall perfect for any krampus fan fifth bullet point Collect and display all Krampus Pop vinyls. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's all the info you need. That what? That none of that means it that, that's not English. <laughs> Those aren't words. Krampus pop vinyls. Krampus pop vinyl, yeah. I guess Krampus literally isn't English, is it? It's like a different language. It's it's like a Bavarian thing? Maybe? Yeah, okay. It's that kind of thing. So I just want to share with you, uh, because we're talking about action figures, of which Funko Pop is definitely an action figure, right? Uh, uh-huh. For some reason, yeah. so I'm at my parents' house, and I'm sitting uh, here at my mom's desk, and there uh-huh. is a Ninja Turtle hmm. figure that does not look anything like a Ninja Turtle. I believe it no. was a one-off tertiary character. Uh, right. It is a lion uh, who looks like he's dressed for the Crusades, uh, and he uh-huh. might have rabies. <laughs> And he's also yeah. wearing a crown. He has orange fur uh, and yeah. big old teeth and a lot of muscles. And he's wearing a purple cape and a blue uh, crusader style. Like, there's a cross on his chest plate. And he's definitely wearing some sort of chain mail. And he has knee pads, which is interesting. Because right. I didn't know that knights had knee pads. Well, is this, like, a reference to, like, Richard? The, like, King Richard? It must be, right? It's gotta be. Yeah, it is, Why because does... I looked it up, and the character's name is King Lionheart. Oh, um, wow. I'm pretty sure he was just one of those characters that was, like, not... <laughs> he wasn't in the TV show. There were a lot of Ninja Turtle characters that were invented for action figures. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot, actually. And then I think some of them have gone on to be in later shows, mm-hmm. but... A lot of them were like, hey, we have this idea for, like, an animal who's, like, a dude. Can we do it? And they're like, yeah, I guess. There's the I, 80s. Who's going to stop us? It's truly <laughs> incredible. There's also a, a troll doll with the troll doll fur dressed like Liberace right here. Mm. I, uh, that's also mm-hmm. a thing that's here on my mother's desk. Now, my mother uh, is a big Disney fan, but I think these are toys from my childhood that I just don't remember especially well. Uh, and I'm glad that I've taken you all on this trip with me, but I'll, I'll take a picture yeah. here of a Liberace troll. Because um, it's a special little guy right here. And uh, Does it come I, with, so. like, an accessory bird figure? Uh, no. Well, maybe it did at the time. Um, mm, okay. It's entirely okay. possible. Okay. It's, like, it's like really... That, uh, would, that was Liberace, possible. right? He's the one who got hit in the face with the bird. No. Was that Fabio? Oh, God. Who got hit with know. the bird? Like broke. Yeah, that his that whole was Fabio face. on a um, okay. on a roller coaster, I believe. Fantastic, thank oh, you, thank Fabio. you, Fabio. I don't really. Those are both names that I know, and I could probably put like faces to them, but I actually don't really know what they ever did in like he the pop culture. Malone modeled for uh, romance novels, I think. Oh, wait, guess what kind of? And bird then he it sold was. a lot of butter. Wait, what kind of bird was it? Wait, but. Mm, we need to yeah. tackle these one at a time. Okay. What kind of bird was it? <laughs> well, guess. Oh. A dove. <sighs> Bigger. Oh, God. a crane. About the Cassowary. same size. An eagle? Uh, less majestic. <clears throat> uh, so oh, peacock boy. is out a of the room. A peregrine falcon. Uh, no, less less majestic. More violent. Oh. Oh, a goose? <laughs> a goose. A goose. Oh, goose. no. Oh, shit. The goose died. <laughs> oh whoa! He got that a audio. cut on his nose. <gasps> what? He got a cut audio. on his nose and the goose died. Oh my god! That's, oh, he only. I see. I thought he like broke his whole ass face in the exchange. I thought it was like no. A, I don't think yeah. so. I think he okay. was. I mean, there is a picture of him with blood all over his face on the <laughs> roller coaster. Was it the goose's right. blood? Oh, no. almost certainly. <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh he has God. just an iron fucking face. Is this how we find out Fabio is an android? It's just like no human could have survived that. It's, a, it's you know, endoskeleton steel <laughs> with a <clears throat> organic flesh covering. It allows him to travel through time. <clears throat> I feel like that means Fabio should really be an MMA fighter. Because he can take those punches, <clears throat> you know? Do they let you use geese in MMA? I hope so. <laughs> Just grab onto a goose like a fucking Yakuza, like, <laughs> improvised weapon. That's it. You pick it up and you, you get 17 hits before it breaks. That's what it is. That would be good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, it'll actually be Look a summon. Look at how excited everybody. Ooh. Look at how happy every. This is like, this is an, oh my god. This is amazing. This picture. This is what is just, going on? I just want to point out also that all of these women are, um, are wearing, like, Green midsummer. They look. I was gonna say they look like they're from the extras in midsummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think this was right. for like a, a button an, down. Oh, it's because the roller coaster was called Apollo's Chariot, uh-huh. and mm. so he, he was like playing a Greek god, I guess, who did not wear a costume. Yeah, I was gonna say who did not dress for the occasion whatsoever. Oh wow! He looks like he's wearing a fucking bowling alley like service counter clerk's uniform. <laughs> I think he is. What it is was, going on? It was, okay, this was the first time this roller coaster was ridden by public people. And the first time <laughs> people got on the roller coaster, they hit a bird. Oh, no. Can you imagine if this happened today? To, to <laughs> because, Fabio specifically? Well, no, I mean, if this hadn't happened to anyone before, but it happened to anyone today. This uh-huh. happened in 1999. There's no social media. Oh, yeah. People don't watch CNN as much right. as they do now. They'd no never be able to go outside. There's no Tosh.0. Imagine if this happened today. Like, the internet would just... How long do you think this would go on? I feel like it would go at least a week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this, is, this would be a, a dress moment. Oh, yeah. Yes. This oh, would be yeah, on yeah, par yeah. with the dress and the llamas getting loose in Arizona mm-hmm. day. Yeah, um, a would, person getting hit in the face by a bird and killing the bird. It would be people arguing over whether they think more of that blood is Fabio's or the bird's. Yeah, exactly. Well, that would then, be the, that would be the. Sorry, go ahead. Daniel. Oh no, I was gonna say, and then everyone would have to feel like they're one of this chorus, like because mm. there's a different emotion on each of these women's faces. Mm. The woman behind Fabio, who presumably got the most splash damage, she looks really upset. And then right. the woman to his right looks like she's cry laughing. The woman yes. to all the way to his right, like all the way on the right, is like touching him like, you okay there, Fabio? You doing all right, Fobs? And she's just laughing her ass. She thinks it's hilarious. Right. And then the woman on the far left is very mysterious. We yes. can't really Can we see. break a meme format here? Yeah. Like, can we make this the next fucking left guy sharp, looking right over sharp. his shoulder? Mm. Yeah, or like the guy holding the butterfly. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Uh-huh. I don't know. I think that has already happened, and we just missed it, though. I feel oh, like maybe. I feel like I have because I have heard of the Fabio thing. I was not. I did not know who Fabio was in 1999, uh, but I've heard about it since. So it must exist somewhere, like in the internet discourse. Oh, but but that's the it thing. Probably does right. Right. That's. I think that's the thing, though. It's like this happened in 1999, so we still remember it um, 20 years later. But if this happened today, we would all be talking about it for a week, and then we would forget it by the new year. Like we would never. You would show me this picture again, and I would be like, "What are you talking about? That was 10 million years ago. What? Like I don't even know who you are." <laughs> yeah. The discourse moves so fast now. 
Uh, can we, more can fuel we just talk about his, his expression just for one second? Yeah. What the hell is he thinking? What is this man thinking? He looks Nothing. surprisingly calm. He does. Yeah. And there's kind of a resignation to it, I yeah. feel. Like he's accepted his fate. Like this animal words. has broken itself on the cliffs yeah. of his face. <laughs> and he's just impassive. Yeah. Where's the bird? I think oh it exploded. It's in his lap. <laughs> it's Fabio. Like, Rand- like the bird that Randy Johnson hit. Yeah. Oh. Wait, Randy Johnson hit a bird? Oh, right. Oh my God. Have you yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Former, former Diamondbacks pitcher it pitched a ball so hard and a bird was there. Mm. Yeah. Imagine the luck. thing that will literally never happen ever again. Ever again. Like, what are the odds? Yeah, what are the odds of baseball being around long enough for it to anything similar? <laughs> I mean, happen? it's just like, can you imagine like being a bird and like <laughs> hearing about that? Like, uh-huh. like that, you would pass that down. You uh-huh. think what happened to Frank to your the other children? Day. <laughs> like crows can communicate information to other crows and like mm-hmm. communicate it generationally. I don't know what kind of bird this was, but if it were a crow, they would tell tales right. of this bird. It would be like a moral story of like, <laughs> oh, don't get too greedy. Don't try and fly down and get those hot dogs because you will get exploded yeah, by a professional the baseball player. <laughs> right. Interesting. He's Apollo for birds. And it's really if you go too don't instead of flying too close Wait, to the sun, it's don't fly that, too close Nick, to the ground. Nikki, you are... You are conflating Apollo, the god of the sun, who was famous for getting very close to the sun all the time, versus oh, yeah, Icarus, yeah, yeah. who Icarus was the exact blind, opposite and figure. The no, you know what? I think you might be thinking of, of um, you might be thinking of the guy who, like Mercury? Apollo's son. Apollo had a son. I'm pretty sure. Isn't I haven't got that far in Hades yet. Doesn't someone <laughs> at some point in like all of those adventures, someone? grabs Apollo's chariot and is mm. like, I'm gonna have a cool adventure, and then just like <laughs> fucking dies. Oh, you're thinking of Hercules from Hercules the Animated Series. That is correct, yes. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> no, this is gonna bug me. <laughs> yeah, you're right okay. though, like ev- literally everybody in every myth has a Oh, a Phaeton. At some point. Well, uh, that's not a name I know. Phaeton. Yeah. He, uh... He was, oh no, he was the son of the sun god Helios, who apparently is not mm. Apollo. Right. Right. Mm. Apollo was the or, was the god of song and wine. Right? Uh, really? I think That's so. probably why the theater is named after him and not Helios. I think so. I thought Apollo, <laughs> wait, what, where's like Bacchus and Dionysus fit into this? I thought one of those Bacchus was is party time. But uh, Apollo He's is the party wine, just, like right. wine specifically, not just like a wine as party like just wine mm. like wine okay. and song and like Apollo is like classy he's like yeah you're having like a nice box social Apollo's <laughs> your guy Bacchus is when things get really scary like bingo oh, no. past fun and then you've just got women running around cutting people's heads off yep. like uh-huh. it just gets real real weird yes so I just just want to share with everybody the picture, the art that they use for Dionysus in um, Hades, the game uh, by Supergiant Games, uh, that oh. does appear every single time you get a buff from him in that game. Ooh. Um, yep. His, wow, his hair is grapes. 
Yep. Your uh, hair, your no, hair he, is all right, great. He is the god of wine, but Apollo That's what is I thought. healing, medicine, archery, music, and poetry. I was conflating healing with wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. But he is When music. you drink wine, music it makes your stats better. We know this to oh, be true. Right? It does damage your morale a little bit. Uh-huh. But <laughs> it makes you better at punching. And if it, this right. is not just a Disco Elysium thing. This is an Elder Scrolls thing because in the, in Morrowind, you can just stockpile enough booze that there's no cap on the bonuses that drinking gives you in that game. So you can get so drunk that your intelligence is down to zero, but it doesn't matter because you're strong enough that you can punch out God. And uh, <laughs> you can break the sequence of the game by just getting real ripped and just walking mm-hmm. up to Vivek and just punching him in the face and taking his stuff and being like, "All right, I'm gonna go solve the. I'm gonna solve it now." Okay, good guys. <laughs> That's valid. I like that. Puts on like just a pair of like super magical boots and immediately trips over and falls flat on your face. <laughs> you just die. Mm-hmm. Oh God, Morrowind was a good game. What a good video game. <sighs> we'll never see another like it. it. You gotta love it. Um, they should make Morrowind too. You, they did put out Morrowind DLC for Skyrim that I never played. Huh. And there's, oh, Morrowind, there's a Morrowind expansion in The Elder Scrolls Online. Mm-hmm. You're saying That's you want more Rowan? Dylan's the only oh, person, boy. I think, who's ever oh, played that God, game. God, Danielle. <laughs> I reviewed The Elder Scrolls Online when it came out. It was not very good at launch. And Danielle, I want to acknowledge that I heard what you said. I'm just moving past it. This is not me. This is not me mishearing you or ignoring you. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you no, gotta be um, proud. You gotta be proud. That's fair. You know what? You bring your kind, your specific kind of humor. That's what we hired you for. Yep, we, exactly. We hired you to be you. That's why I have no one this else. job. <laughs> Uh, speaking of video games, besides Morrowind and the Elder Scrolls Online uh, and Hades and other things, do we want to talk about some? I hear... Well, actually, you know what? Merritt, you already brought one up that I want. I have been dying to hear you talk about ever since you said <laughs> that you were playing it, yeah. which is Disco Elysium. Yeah, wow. I haven't played one of these in, like, a real long time. Mm-hmm. One of the, like, you know, like a narrative role-playing, like, choice-based role-playing right. game. It's just really well made, like, and there have been some moments where I've been kind of, like, put off, mainly because, like, there's, like, a voice actor who does a bad podcast who has just been a really shitty person to a lot of people I know, and uh, so that was kind of a bummer, and they also reference a dude who was, like, kind of a a shitty bad man, but um, other than that, it's, like, just... It's like, oh, video games can have good writing. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I forgot that there's no law that says that you have to write a boring story about a chosen one um, who can make either good moral choices or bad, pointlessly immoral ones. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, no, you can actually do it, like, right well. And also, like, you can have good voice acting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can have interesting worlds. Like, it's almost, it's kind of sad, almost, that it's like, yeah. oh, you're allowed to make good art for mm-hmm. games. But it does that. And, like, I would say I'm, like, four or five hours in. I'm on the third day right oh, now. Oh, wow, okay. You're pretty deep in, then, in terms of, like, the chronology of the game. Okay, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. These characters are, like, really 
well realized. Again, the voice acting really brings them to life. I would right. die for Kim. Yes, <laughs> thank partner. you so okay, much. So Danielle and Nikki, you haven't played it, right? That's correct. No. Okay, so for you guys and also for like listeners, the premise is you wake up <clears throat> in this shitty motel room that's been completely destroyed. You have no <laughs> idea who you are or why you're there. And you walk downstairs and meet a man who says that he's your partner and that you're here to investigate a murder, this hanging. Uh, and there's been a corpse hanging in the backyard of this hostel for a week. And it's become completely disgusting. <laughs> and your first task is to like actually be able to examine the corpse. But you are so hungover and the corpse <laughs> is so disgusting that like the first major challenge you have is getting close enough to look at it without throwing up. Uh-huh. And that takes you like actually quite a while. Yeah. Like you get garden gloves from someone and like, oh, this will help. No. And then you get like drugs that are supposed to settle your stomach. They don't. They make it worse. It's like and, smelling um, salts or something. And you yeah. have to just keep trying to build up your endurance until you're able to do it. And the whole time you're joined by this really acerbic kind of like by the books guy who just doesn't really have a lot of patience for your shit. And you can, you can either be upfront with him that like, you don't know what's going on at all. Um, or you can just pretend like, yeah, no, I, I know. And that's what I was trying to do at first was just be like, yeah, I, um, I've, of course I'm a cop. I know what I'm doing. And uh, if you do say like, I think you should know, I have no idea what's going on. He's like, okay, can you just not focus on your personal life, please, for a second? Can we just, like, focus on solving this case? And you're like, no, really, I don't know. And he's just like, okay, come on, we have a job to do, guys. Like, mm-hmm. And uh, he is one of those characters who just occasionally will say something really cutting or, like, funny. And you're just like, yeah, Cam, you're so cool. <laughs> um, and, like, the, the dialogue options that are open to you, uh, they change kind of as the game goes on. Right. Like, like, you know, like in other games, you'll like unlock dialogue options for having a certain skill or being like uh, on a certain point along a morality continuum. There is that kind of thing, too. Um, there's like all of these checks happening constantly for like your perception and composure and stuff. And most of them just add flavor. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like perception. Oh, like you notice like the brand of cigarette that someone is smoking that, Oh, that's interesting. That says this about this person. It just gives you more information like about the world. And sometimes it's useful and sometimes it's just there, mm. but you also have these like thoughts that you pick up and then can sort of like go down that road. You like so equip them. almost. You equip them. You have a, what's called a thought cabinet and you can like <laughs> equip so many thoughts at once and they give you different bonuses and like penalties and open up new, new dialogue options. So like, um, one of them, well, like, the one that I was tweeting about last week was, like, if you start saying a lot of, like, really, like, hard left stuff, you get this voice in your head that's like, hey, it seems like you're trying to rebuild communism. It hasn't worked out too well, but, uh, you know, should we stop building love because it hasn't worked out too well? And you're like, no, that's a good point. And it's like, yeah, you've been saying things like, you know, eat the rich, uh, free the poor, impale literally everyone with more than $25 in their pocket. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that sounds like me. I'm, I guess I'm big into communism. And then you can just go around and whenever you say like left leaning dialogue options, you get more experience. Um, but because this is a world where like there was a communist revolution, but then it was put down by basically like this international community. 
and you're it's now like weird li- fantasy NATO almost. Yeah, and now you're basically living in a third world that is being like occupied and rebuilt by <laughs> fantasy NATO. And uh, so if you try and say communist stuff, most people are like, oh, communism doesn't work. We proved that. And they're like, you know, this is uh, the market is the solution. Mm-hmm. And you could just get really deranged and um, just say like truly weird shit. And because you're a <laughs> cop, people mostly are just like, oh, yeah, right. Um, which is something <laughs> at first uh, that I, I sort of like, edged away from the really weird stuff because I was trying to play it as like, no, I know what's going on. I'm normal. Uh, and then the game was like, oh, you seem really boring. Do you want to be, <laughs> is your cop a type a boring cop? And I was like, no, I'm not, no, no. So I started, and then I saw a tooltip that was like, don't be afraid to pick weird stuff. People are a lot more forgiving or like accepting of, of people in power like cops. So then I just started saying like completely like horrifying stuff. And then I got a uh, thought that was like, oh, you're pretty sure like the end of the world is coming, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it is. So now I just prophesize <laughs> about like, like this like hellish darkness swallowing up everything that everyone holds dear. And people are like, oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, not, to, not to spoil too much for people, but uh, with the whole, they kind of start the game in a way that is like, oh, it's a different, it's an alternate universe, but it's basically the 1990s, 1980s, or whatever, like, the technology level is about there, but all the different nations are, like, called completely different things. Like, Mm -hmm. you're basically in East Berlin, but it's not called East Berlin. Um, Right, yeah. But uh, have you learned about, like, if you go down the right paths, you can learn about, like, a lot more genre-type stuff going on in that world and, like, kind of the nature and like of, like, the physics of how that whole, like, universe is laid out. Have you, like, talked about the Pale at all yet? No. Oh, you should, <laughs> you should talk to the... Have you talked to the rich old lady on the boat? A little. Okay. If she you... hasn't... She, like, doesn't want to talk to me unless I do shit for her. Right. And uh, because she is, like, the representative of this company that is trying to break a strike, uh, I'm like, no. Yeah, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm siding with the corrupt union guy. Uh-huh. They, she is actually, like, if you, like, really dig deep into, like, her whole thing, it's she's actually kind of interesting. Like, she, she literally introduces you to terms in that universe, like, ultra-liberal is a kind of, like, uh, political affiliation in that world, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is basically just their their, norm, or their name for uh, uh, neoliberals in that world. And she's like, yep, I'm an ultra-liberal, and I fucking hate myself because of it. But, uh, you know, like, if I had been born ten years earlier, I would have been, I would have died in the communist revolution. But also, I have, like, three daughters, and, uh, Paying for them to go to college is fuck good, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and she will tell you about something called the Pale, which I would be very interested to hearing you uh, learn about uh, and see what you think about that. There's also some uh, some punk rock uh, kids who are like kind of creating that universe's version of like the EDM scene for the first time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's like a whole side quest you can get, uh, and that will eventually take you down the path of learning about the Pale and stuff. Um, yeah, there's some really there's just I'm... a ton of interesting stuff. <laughs> So we can move on after this, but um, the character I'm most obsessed with right now is this guy who, like, you run into, and, like, it's funny because, like, you're not playing, like, a cypher. Like, your character has a voice, um, and not, like, you don't speak, but there is, like, a, a voice to that character. And it can go in different ways depending on how you play him, but you are, like, this guy. And, um... 
<laughs> there it's like strongly leads you to like be infatuated with this very cool guy who just is standing on a balcony smoking like running his hands through his hair with like an open shirt and he calls you like gendarme and stuff and that guy is played by um uh, like a friend of mine like an acquaintance who is like a pretty shy i would say and like um in this game he is like the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> and like when he's like, Oh, I have to go now, you're like, No, please don't go. I want to keep talking to you. You're so cool. And uh, uh, I'm obsessed with figuring out what's going on with him. But um there, there's a thought that you can get from him that will kind of tell you what's going on with him and like your character has a revelation and it leads to some really cool dialogue options with Kim, so I do encourage you oh, to I'm going to follow then, that yeah. One. Um Danielle, I feel like you would really like this. I think you should definitely check it out. I am. I seriously need to. And like reading Stephen's review and then talking to you the other night about it, I'm just like, oh god damn it! I need to play this. <laughs> I'm just. I'm like yeah. slightly upset because of course it, it means there's another game I must play <laughs> while I am right. trying desperately to finish Outer Wilds. But yeah, I I really want to. This sounds like hilarious and funny and fresh in a lot of ways that I I totally agree. I think I will really like this. I, I, I feel about Disco Elysium the way I think a lot of people felt about Outer Wilds this year, where it's like, this isn't just one of my favorite games this year, this is like maybe one of my favorite games ever by oh, the time wow. I got to the end. It's like that, like, like I think you nailed it. It's just, it's very fresh. It It's using a lot of like old mechanics and stuff like that that will be recognizable to people, but not yeah. in a way that is like, you know, even Planescape Torment, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, had a larger focus on combat this game does not really have combat to speak of it's just talking to people it's just learning things and investigating there are skill checks but it's all you know bespoke for the situation and stuff like that like i think in this game you can get like a total you do have a gun at some point or you can you can find a gun Mm -hmm. but you can only find like a total of three bullets in the entire game that only comes up in like dialogue options like that becoming an important thing you literally have like an inventory in the, uh, in this game, and it's like inventory for your hat and your gloves and all these different things, and they can give you different um, positives and negatives. Uh, and then like you have an inventory that's just like literally shows all of the bullets, like physically represents them on screen. It's like oh yep, you've got two. <laughs> like have fun with that. That that'll be real useful to you. The only uh, time a gun has been fired so far is when I tried to convince Kim <laughs> to fucking shoot the body down. <laughs> Uh-huh. It didn't, like, he was like, oh, the worst, I was like, what's the worst thing that could happen? He's like, I miss and hit the head and, like, explode it. <laughs> All that happened was he just missed, and then I was like, try again, try again. And he's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you could also, if uh, that if you follow that down a different way, if you have him shoot, you can say, like, nah, give me the gun. I'll take the shot. Yeah. And at, it, at that point in the game, too, your character is just the still the most bumbling idiot in the history of mankind. So he's like, no, Kim, give me your gun. I got this. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, uh, no, I got the, the guy with the advanced race theory to uh, oh, to knock wow. down the tree after <laughs> I bested him in oh. hand-to-hand combat, and, uh, which earned me... He, he said that my race descent had, um, had temporarily halted, and that... <laughs> he would help me um and then but now i'm not a bumbling cop anymore because i stole someone's speed and i took mm-hmm. a bunch of it yeah. and now i'm a yeah. super cop again <laughs> and it is destroying my brain but i'm really good at doing cop now that's oh. that's good that's what matters yeah it, that that whole exchange too also just indicates to me like uh, that was one thing i was wondering just because a lot of these games can like 
use a lot of smoke and mirrors to make it look like things could go in a incredibly different way and then in actuality like, right yeah really at the end of the day they don't uh so the whole thing measure head is the advanced race theory character is what he's he, like he's literally a character who's like into phrenology and stuff like that he has phrenology um, tattooed on his body to show that he has like the perfect cranial shape uh-huh. nice <laughs> nice uh, good i love that um <laughs> But, uh, so that whole thing with, uh, Measurehead is you need to, like, get past him to go talk to the corrupt union boss guy, but in my thing, I literally never spoke to him before I got to the, uh, union guy, I went on top of a building, and there was a skill, ch- a random-ass skill check there that I had no idea, I didn't even know I was going <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was on the roof of a building that I found, like, a secret passage to, and, like, went up there, and it was just like, you know, and, like, your character's like, you know, Kim... I bet I could make that jump. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and Kim's like, he like the, the way they always describe Kim is like, he always takes like, he always takes like a second to kind of evaluate the situation and like genuinely think about what is being said there, no matter how ridiculous it sounds. And he's like, yeah, no, maybe. <laughs> like, uh, and I tried the jump and uh, you don't fall and hurt yourself. What instead happens is like your character runs right up to the edge and plays a little animation of him running and he stops and then like his heart starts pounding. You take one damage because your heart is beating too fast. And then he's like, no, 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 no. Backs away from the ledge. I reloaded a quick save of that because I realized that the skill that I was using, it was like my cool skill, whatever the game calls it, um... You've got, like, a ton of different skills in this, and they they all have special names. Like, electrochemistry is how good you are at drugs. Um, <laughs> good. But, it, oh, savoir-faire is what it was. It was, uh, it was like, my cool rating. And I realized that the pants I was wearing had a negative one to that. So I reloaded the save, took off my pants, did not replace them, because I didn't have anything else to put on. Uh, but that raised my uh, savoir-faire level by one. I tried the jump again and did manage to make the jump this time and Hell plays yeah. a little animation <laughs> of my guy in his fucking tiny whiteies leaping through the air. And then Kim just, like, calmly climbs down the ledge and he's like, yeah, it was pretty cool. You actually made it. I was surprised. And then that led me down, like, a completely different path to the Union boss guy. I didn't even talk to Measurehead until, like, the fifth day. And there was no reason to talk to him except to punch him. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, you, you can pass a skill check to subscribe to his advanced race theory, um, <laughs> which is like, yeah, I'm really curious because a lot of the like all of the thought uh, cabinet thoughts like you can see their names and they're just like inexplicable feminist ag- agenda or like <laughs> like just like weird things and I'm like I'm kind of curious I might just replay it and just mm-hmm. try and see what happens if I'm just like a, a fucking like dipshit fascist or something. Um, it's one of the narrative games like that. It's one of those very rare games where I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do a replay of this. Right. And that hasn't happened in like probably a decade. Anyway, that's Disco Elysium. What's games, what are games that... Yeah. Well, actually, a game that most of us have played, except Danielle. Danielle, <laughs> I don't want to leave you out again. Oh, we were, it's okay. We all, we all play Pokemon or Steven, did you not play Pokemon? I've probably put in less time in Pokemon than either of you, but uh, okay. I played a little bit. Nikki, did you finish the the story? Um, no, I'm I'm in the I'm in fake London now. Oh, uh, Winden. Winden, yeah. So I'm Winden I'm town. all I have to do is t- I assume talk to the correct person because there's no. I think I think now now that I've like I completely understand what this game is. 
This is so, the weakest story. Oh, it's bad. In a Pokemon game. It's at, like, very bad. No one, no one comes to the Pokemon games for story. But this game feels like it was comprised of the misplaced pieces of other Pokemon games. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's, let's recap, right? So, like, you start off, your best friend's brother is the Pokemon champion, and you're like, I'm going to be the Pokemon champion. Okay, that's the start of every game. Fine. Yeah. And then what happens? And then you go into a forest with your friend, and then you see a big dog. You need a big like, dog that knocks you unconscious. Like, yeah, the dog knocks you unconscious, and you're like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> then you sit on that information for longer than appropriate until someone, <laughs> until someone is like, yeah, these weird dogs used to live in this region, huh? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I saw the dogs. Um, <laughs> and then they introduce two other rivals mm-hmm. they introduce beady bead beady i have no idea how that's Beedy. pronounced either. i hate him um they introduce <laughs> they introduce fake agatha and then they introduce marnie um who is cool in theory but they right. don't do anything with her nope. um and they are just other kids that you fight Mm-hmm. Like they just have better team compositions than the other trainers you meet on the street right. is the only difference. And Bead doesn't have anything going on. Like you, I don't know. There is yeah. a post game, and I haven't done it yet, but I don't think it has anything to do with most of the characters. It's like about these two dipshits with weird hair. Uh, mm-hmm. But Bead shows up, and it's like this very tired-looking child. And uh, he's like, I'm the best. And you easily beat him. And he's like, I'm still the best. I wasn't really trying. That was my brother playing Pokemon. I was asleep. I let you win. Um, (laughs) My controller wasn't plugged in. (laughs) And uh, then it turns out that he's been working for the chairman of, like, the Pokemon League, who is clearly, like, kind of shady. But then... Does that ever pay off? Can can I tell you spoilers? Do you care? Yes, go for it. Okay, so it turns out... The Pokemon League guy, for some reason, is also in charge of, like, providing energy to the entire Galar region. Yeah, it right. doesn't make any sense. And, it's uh, weird. Beat is, like, looking for something called wishing stars for him. Right. And throughout the game, we- you've, like, kind of heard that, oh, like, a thousand years ago, there's this thing called the Darkest Day where shit just got bad, kind of vaguely bad somehow. I think Pokemon started, like, getting big, and it was bad news. And they were like, ah. Uh. They are like, oh, no. And, uh... These two dogs, these two people showed up and they had these two dog Pokemon and they, they fixed it. And then the dogs disappeared. And right. uh, then you're doing the sort of like the championship thing, which inexplicably sees you battle the, the finalists or like one of the other finalists. First, Bead just shows up again and is like, I know I got kicked out of the competition, but I'm here anyway. And it's like, Wait, no, hold I, on. But I, for Bead, I do want to circle back. Bead gets caught on an elephant breaking a wall. Oh, oh no, yeah. He, he does, does bring an elephant to destroy this really ugly mur- mural that I'm glad is destroyed now. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's good. So Bead destroys the wall. He gets in trouble, then gets kicked out of the yes. tournament. And then you beat the fairy gym. And then the fairy gym leader sees Bead and you standing next to each other. And the fairy gym leader is like, you want to be the gym leader? And Bead's like, what? Okay, sure. And then Bead is the fairy gym leader. Okay, you say, okay, sure. But when you see him again, he's like, this old woman has been tormenting me and forcing me to wear pink and making me answer questions about fairy Pokemon. And I hate it so much. 
And um, he's like, if you beat me, I will retire forever. And it's like, okay. And then you beat him, and the crowd's like, no, don't retire. We love how much you suck. And uh, so he's like, all right, I guess I'll be the fairy gym leader. But then you have to fight. Then the gym leaders are in this tournament bracket for some reason. Like, you've earned the right to be in this bracket, like this tournament bracket with them, and then whoever wins that gets to fight the champion. Which is wild. Which just like, doesn't why? make any sense at all. But then uh, you're supposed to fight the champion, but then the chairman is like, sorry, guys, I decided to do the dark day now. And uh, it's like, why? Why? <laughs> and uh, it doesn't really make sense. It's, it's explained that they've been feeding this ancient evil Pokemon wishing stars, to, and that's what's creating energy for the region. And... Uh, then he's like, I woke up the monster Pokemon that's bad, and the champion is going to catch it, so that will be something. And it's like, doesn't make any sense, really. And then you capture that Pokemon, and he's like, oh, I'm real sorry that I uh, started an apocalypse, almost. But uh, <laughs> no harm, no foul, right? Yeah. And then, then you battle chill. the champion, and you, went, you beat him, and it's like, oh, you're the champion now. You did it, guys. Cool. Okay. I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah, it's so, it's so wild. It's just, I mean, older ones were like, oh, these guys want to use a Pokemon to literally restart time and space to create a world without feelings because they think that that Mm -hmm. would be easier. Or like, oh. We want to do global warming real, real quick. We just uh, want to accelerate global warming to create a world that's just water for some reason. Um, <laughs> but at least that's kind of novel. You know? What at least was the, the story of X? Yeah, what was the story of X and Y? Because the only thing oh. I remember from that story <laughs> that was that you find an old man and the old man has a flabebe, I think. Mm-hmm. And then there's this scene where he's kneeling, holding the flabebe in his hands and he's like my child or something to that effect the old man Uh is kind of a that that game is fucking wild because that old man is like kind of the wandering jew figure um in of medieval christianity Uh uh-huh who is uh this guy who just is kind of like wandering the earth and um actually appears in uh what's it what's it called that manga the ancient Magus's bride as well. Wait, um, the same character, the literal same character? No, based on the same, the same. Oh, origin. oh, it's, I thought this was like a trope. I didn't think that it was like referencing a specific like mythological figure. It, yeah, no, it is. It's this okay. guy who taunted Jesus and uh, then was cursed to walk the earth until the second coming. So you know, <laughs> uh, um, bad is what you mean. Not the yeah. yeah, it's like mm, I don't know. Um, but that's yeah. what As basically is, and um, the plot of that game is that literal Nazis are like, uh-huh. oh, um, like guys who wear really fancy costumes and are like, there aren't enough resources to support all the people in the world. So the truly beautiful, worthy people will survive, but we have to do a genocide on everyone else. And uh, they find this ancient weapon and uh, want to fire it to murder like 90% of people in the world. Mm -hmm. And they Uh trick you into pressing the button that sets it off. And they're like, oh, one of these buttons will stop this and one of them will fire it. And uh, regardless of which one you pick, it fires it, but then it like 
it, it gets stopped somehow. I forget, but that Pokemon is Pokemon battles. Probably, yes, yeah, that is the plot of that one. And uh, yeah. Sun and Moon, at least Ultra Sun and Moon, which is the only of the Sun and Moon set that I've played, does establish that the Pokemon universe it does exist in a fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe multiverse, <laughs> where. Uh, at the out uh, at the very end in the epilogue stuff in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, all of the dead villains that you fought in the previous games have teamed up under Giovanni um, to form a new team of Rainbow Rocket, uh, where they have the rocket badge but with a rainbow on it, and um, they all team up to fight you. Uh, and then you team up with your former villain from one of the like the henchman villains from the main story, which is Guzma, who is amazing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, he's so good, and he becomes your bestie in the uh, epilogue of that game. Um, and there's a your your best friend's mom is trying to open up a hole to another dimension where uh, a Lovecraftian hell beasts called Ultra Beasts um, yeah. can pour in uh, and eat everyone. <laughs> that does wow. happen in Sun and Moon. Yeah, uh, but wild. But you go to another planet. You go to another universe where. Um, the sun has been extinguished uh, in their timeline, um, and you help them. Uh, you talk to them, and they give you an Ultra Beast, and then you were able to stop the Ultra Beasts. There That's is one. Cool. There is one Ultra Beast that is just a very large bug that has huge abs. Oh yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> huge abs. Yeah, he's ripped. Uh -huh. I forget his name. I don't um, remember any of them. It's like yeah. super bug. It's yeah. bug, bug it, man. It's literally called like swole bug or something. I'm no. ninety nine percent sure. Yeah. I'm ninety nine percent uh, sure. Good. Bug ultra beast. I I also love um buzzwool. That's the one. Buzzwool. <laughs> uh, also known as uh, UB two absorption. Right. Um. All the Ultra Beasts have, like, a UB classification, because they're not yeah. technically Pokemon, but then they, like, yeah, try to classify created. them. Right. Are they yeah. created? Oh, I don't remember that part. Oh. I thought they were created in that weird lab. I, thought no, they, I, I, I think they I think come the from the other dimension. Right. They're oh. the El Eldritch Hell Beasts, but they work exactly oh, like Pokemon. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's wow. right. That's right. I also, yeah, I also, just thinking about now, I also forgot that in the, at the end of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, they're like, anyway, here's this cool Latios that's a plane. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there are, uh, big discs in the sky and, uh, they do just take you to alternate versions of the old region so you can catch the legendaries from there. And we're not going to explain any other, uh, reasons why those circles exist, but you can go in there and catch a Darkrai if you want. Anyway. Wow. Bye. Bye. Anyway, here's literal God. You can catch Arceus in here. Right. Anyway. And Satan, too. Wait, oh my yeah. God. I Satan knew about Pokemon too? God, but what, who's Pokemon Satan? Uh, uh, the Distortion World guy. Gar Giratina. Giratina. Yeah, oh, that's Satan. Pokemon I, I, Satan I was and familiar Maleficent. With... Okay, okay. I Technically, according to the devs, Giratina represents antimatter. Mm. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. let's be real. He's Pokemon Satan. He was cast. Yeah. <laughs> he was cast out of Pokemon Heaven by Arceus yeah. for being too yeah. rowdy. Was like, I'm not making like, that up. I That's a real all. thing. <laughs> may, mm, may I, in, Nikki and Merritt, and possibly uh -huh. Danielle, I know you like Pokemon as well. I do. You're a latecomer, but yeah. you do like it. May I interest all of you in the Shin Megami Tensei franchise, which is a, <laughs> which is a franchise. I, what did I play? I reviewed Devil Summoner. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, which the remake one? on the DS. Like the oh, okay. 90s so like, remake. Soul Hackers. Soul Hackers. Saturn game. Yeah. Yes. 
Exactly. There you go. Okay. That's my whole experience with the series. Because <laughs> that's that whole series is is a Pokemon like game, but instead of yeah. Pokeballs, you you have to convince the demons mm-hmm. to join your side. And the uh, overarching plot of that whole like weird split timeline multiverse thing, which actually Soul Hackers is weirdly like super integral to the timeline of the it's this random ass Saturday. Great, game. actually. Like I actually it's really good. really liked that game. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's super yeah. good, but there's there's a whole bunch of time travel stuff in that, and that's where that's yeah. where you get the multiple timelines that split off into Persona being its own timeline, and then oh, the mainline okay. Shin Megami Tensei games being their other timeline. Um, but uh, th- so those are games where it is also Pokemon like. It is also like you know you're, you're collecting lots of different um, units. You're kind of breeding them. There, there's a whole breeding system in that game that's uh, fusion, fusion or, or something, whatever. right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And they they like will they'll carry on stats and abilities from their from their like two parent monsters basically. But that is a franchise where if you follow it down uh, into like. You know, Shin Megami Tensei 4, Apocalypse, and, you know, all these other ones. The main villain of the entire franchise is literally called Yahweh. Uh, it is God. God is the main villain of the Shin Megami Tensei franchise. Good. That's and, cool. Yeah. Um, and in Persona 5, you do summon a giant kaiju Satan to shoot God in the head with a big gun at the end of the game. <laughs> wow. That's, um, That's good. It's very good. Wow. Uh, the Shin Megami heard... Tensei games rule. I also just remembered about the rescue team games, which I loved, but I did forget that the first rescue, the blue and red and blue rescue team, which crucially, I don't know if y'all remember this. Remember, so blue rescue team was a DS game mm-hmm. and red rescue team was a Game Boy Advance game. Um, and you could link them together to like mm-hmm. do both, like both like stuff from both at the same time. But that first run of cartridges, if you put any game that wasn't red rescue team into your Game Boy Advance and then started uh, blue rescue team it would delete the save on the Ooh, game boy advance cartridge <laughs> and then they had to reprint they had to reissue the game yeah. anyway the plot of that game is that you're just a child and then you wake up and then all of a sudden oh, yeah. you are a pokemon <laughs> yeah. for oh, no, no reason i remember those you trailers think- <laughs> i remember the tv ads where your character like it's a fucking isekai but you're a poke but you get turned yeah. into a pokemon yeah you take you take a personality quiz and then they're like, you're a skitty. Anyway, <laughs> have fun out there. Oh. Go to these caves. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Video games are good. See, those yeah. games, I remember those games coming out in the era before um, normal people knew what, like, a rogue was. Mm. Yes. And, uh, this was my first one of those. So when this came out and when that other one came out, that I think people liked the the one where you're a dude with a sword. Um, uh, you're like a samurai. <laughs> oh, you sh- no! What are you? Yeah. What's that called? I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I played one of these. That something something of the dice of fate was the most recent one. Shirin dice monster. Shirin the wanderer. Shirin oh. the wanderer. Oh, oh okay. Um, okay. Yeah. When I started hearing about those, I was like, when you die, you start over. No, thank you. <laughs> that sounds dumb as hell. So, yeah, I feel like these were sort of like ahead of the curve. I don't know how well they did, but I wonder if those kinds of things would do better today. Yeah, I fucking love these games. They were really good. They The mechanics were pretty solid, and they um they were pretty well written, all things considered. The There was... um. 
God, I am now distracted by the image that yeah, Stephen has sent. We must, we must address this, that Stephen uh-huh. put an image in our Discord uh, uh-huh. of this Lucifer-ass <laughs> Pokemon in yeah. SMT? You, they what all, the shit? Every, every SMT game has a different design for all of their, like, big ones. Like, also, Lucifer and Satan are two different figures in that in that lore. It's a it's a whole thing. Wow. Um, I forget which one this is from. If this is just from, like, Shin Megami Tensei 2 or something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, you, and you can just, like, summon those dudes, and they, like, just fight for you in battle. <laughs> it's very good. Anyway, sorry. I did not mean to, to completely derail everything. Oh, no. More people should play, uh, man, uh, one of the last games I reviewed for, I think literally the last game I ever reviewed for Ready Set when it was still a website was, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux, which is the 3DS version of that game. Uh, that is a really, really good version of that game. Uh, hmm. I don't want to spoil the ending <laughs> for people either. Um, it's, it's just super good. They're just super good dungeon crawlers with, like, Pokemon-like elements, uh, and really, really deep combat. Anyway, sorry. Oh, I love a good... Crawler with a deep. Yeah, uh huh. You know? I like to crawl in the deep. Sounds good. That's what they say about us. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only game I've been playing is Pokemon. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I have been. It's been a weird. It's been a weird week. I played some 2K. Um, I have a, a very short 2K story. Uh, I do. I do want to get everyone on the horn to do a playthrough of the story mode of that game. Um, but the most recent cutscene that happened in 2K is that I was approached... I don't remember if I told this story because it happened a little bit ago. I was given a shoe deal, and they were like, you want to make your own shoe? Right. And I yeah. was like, okay. Um, wait, did I tell this story already? I think so. Oh, okay. Well, I made a shoe, and then I didn't want to make the shoe anymore, so it's just gray. The whole <laughs> okay. thing is gray. I don't, th- I don't think you said that part of the story. Oh, okay, so they gave... Okay. So, so they, they let you make your own shoe, and then I was kind of like, ah, oh, they're just going to like rotate like four or five different options to give me. Um, no, no, no. There's this. There's a, an entire character creator, basically. It is as deep as the human character creator, mm-hmm. but it is to select the shoes. You know how if you go to the Nike website and like you're like, I want to make my own custom, like, uh, I don't know, like Vapormax running shoes or whatever. And then Nike's like, okay, you can pick what color the swoosh is, what color the, the sole is, like what color the lining is, uh, like what color the insole is. Um, it's that deep. And but you're doing it with an Xbox or an Xbox controller, uh-huh. um, and I did check out. I was like, I absolutely cannot do all of this. Um, so there are only there are two panels that have color on them. There's one texture that the game doesn't actually load in, um, and because it's like because nobody plays the my player mode really, um, they're not they're never going to fix it. But the game. Is it just bugs out? It like you can it clip. Sometimes it renders in part way, and you can just watch it flicker. Other times it doesn't render at all, so you can see a portal. Like it just portals through the character's foot, and you can see the bottom of the shoe. Um, right. uh-huh. But yesterday, like an uh, like an, yeah. Yesterday I saw I was given a cutscene uh, of the release of my shoe, and it was my character in a Footlocker, basically. Um, with the one shoe on display, nobody else in the Foot Locker, and then I walked around the shoe and was like, that's cool, and then the cutscene ends. <laughs> NBA 2K, everything about the like cutscenes of NBA 2K make me think that it is the Shenmue 3 of basketball games. Yeah, Where it's just like yeah. nobody that, interacts yeah, with each tracks. other. 
the way that human beings interact with each other. Yeah. Because no, no one in those games are people. No. Except for the guy who is uh, from New Girl, who is apparently... What was he, magic? Oh, magician. Yeah, yeah he's okay. magician. He's a oh, wizard. Right. right, right, right. Okay. Anyway, that's all uh, I've been playing. Danielle, is there anything you, you would like to talk about? We haven't talked about any of your games on this list I, just uh, yet. So I have two games I want to mention. But first of all, I need to give a brief shout-out. Um, because this is happening live in my life Ooh. right now. <laughs> So my partner, Vicky, uh, recently decided to play her story. The Mm -hmm. 2015, 14, 15, one of those. 15 sounds more than 14, I don't know. One of those. uh, The very, I liked a lot, actually, that was very cool and interesting and innovative in its narrative design. Uh, I love that game. Drama slash police-ish slash kind of melodramatic, you know, sort of fairy tale-ish thing, but you're in the game if you've never played it, if you are if you are a young person uh, and, and you never played this this cool game, it is basically you are uh, sitting in front of a police database in the 90s or a database from the 90s and you are piecing together clues uh, from an interview that was fragmented uh, with a, a woman who was wanted for murder or in connection with a murder and you're sort of piecing things together, you're creating uh I mean, often people use, like, a notebook uh, to kind of create, like, oh, this is a search term, this is a search term, this is a search term for it. And it was adorable. And Vicky played the whole thing today and beat it today and, like, had this adorable notebook with, like, a flow chart. <laughs> like, she was writing out, like, this is connected to this, this is connected to this. It was, like, really cute and really fun to watch somebody play it for the first time. And, like... I love it. And, you know, she's saying things like, "I this is not a spoiler, really, but, you know, she'd say things like, oh is this one this one or is this person connected to this or like what is this you know kind of thing and like getting really into it and really excited and then just as we sat down to podcast i got a text message from her where she said i beat it which is very exciting and then now she's live (laughs) in this room listening to a podcast i recorded in 2015 at idle thumbs the her story uh spoiler cast so it has been very fun to sort of relive the magic of that game through new eyes uh, through another person today, which is a, a cool-ass thing. <laughs> I, I, Danielle, I do need you to, uh, live for us on the podcast right now, ask okay. Vicky a very important question. Um, is she satisfied? Uh, Vicky, this is a really important question. Uh, are you satisfied with what you played today? Yes. It was an immediate yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yep. Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> So you would say that she knows when she's satisfied? I think so. I think okay. she would know Fantastic. that. I think she answered that question earlier and just answered it now. So it's all right. right. <laughs> well, then, then she has absolutely beaten her story. That's how you know when you've beaten her story is that you know when, you've, when you're satisfied. Yes. Uh, you've beaten it. Exactly. Uh, That's how you know. I don't know if this is playing for anybody, if anybody remembers this, <laughs> this thing at all. I mean, you I know, don't. if somebody's I getting d- a, 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 a jolly out of it, I'm glad. I'm, a, I'm very glad. Um, there was a, I think it was a Reddit um, thing from a long time ago, where it was like this is the creator of her story was uh, no, it was it was a Steam comment I think, um, <laughs> where the creator of uh, her story, uh, Sam Barlow, um, somebody asked them like, how do I know when I've, uh, I think I have it pulled up here. Yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah. up to you to decide. When you're uh, you are satisfied with the information you have found, and then the commenter asks, "How do I decide when I'm satisfied?" <laughs> I, that is the most video game answer, and it's oh, 
It's great. It's uh-huh. really good. It's like it's straight up like a person like just like, well, the you know, the credits didn't roll. How do I know <laughs> that the game is over? <laughs> Because that game does not have, like, a definitive... It's like, you, you play it for, like, 30 minutes, and then, like, the option to end the game uh, presents itself. You can, like, click a button to walk away from the computer in the game. Yeah. But it's not like you ever get to an end state where you, like... Mm. Where, you, you know, the game says, now you know everything. It's right. like you have to decide whether or not you know enough or, or don't. Um, there is sort of, like, a soft... Like you said, like there there is sort of like an indication at some point that something has happened, but that's mm-hmm. kind of it. It's yeah, it's a cool thing. I think it's a really cool thing. I think it from what I was watching today and watching Vicky like really engage with it and really have a very good time, like writing in the notebook and being like, oh shit, okay, so this connects to this. Like it seems like it holds up pretty well, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, did did anybody on this call play? Sam Barlow's new game, The Telling Lies. I am playing it this, this week for sure. Okay. Um, especially because now the fire has been lit under me to go and play. <laughs> so yeah. Just knock that and uh, Disco Elysium out. You can do it At all same in one time. weekend. I'm sure. You know, mm-hmm. same time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I need to. Then- I definitely need to because I, I realize I actually already have like several, not several, but a few visual novels like on my top ten list and. Hmm. That's not necessarily a genre I've always gravitated towards, but this year there have been a lot of really, really cool kind of like narrative, not experiments, but, you know, uh, pseudo experimental or pseudo, uh, you know, IF games that have been extremely cool. So, yeah. Uh, Neocab, Eliza telling lies. And there was that. Yeah. There was that other one that was like a Sony thing where it was like about a little girl and they had to change actors midway oh. through filming but the original but the trailer still shows the original actor oh, uh, who is not actually in the game I there's also night call called. which is like neocab but not right. in the future uh which was also cool and good uh, i i do think neocab ate its lunch a little bit uh-huh. <laughs> like it did sure. cooler things uh but it was still a very cool thing and that came out i think last march maybe or april uh so yeah there have been just oh. a lot of cool if things this year it's been a year of that so that was rad <sighs> I also need to, it's, it came out this year, it was uh, AI the Somnium Files, so it was like oh. a new visual novel from the maker, uh, from uh, like lead designer, basically, yeah. of uh, the Zero Escape games, like 999 and oh, Virtue's Last Reward, which I keep meaning to play, but it's a $60 full-priced game, and it, uh, for some reason my brain has trouble uh, surmounting that when it comes to like uh, just a visual novel at the end of the day. Like, sure. I, it shouldn't, because that's not how game development works, or like labor cost works but my like stupid capitalist infused brain can't get past it i mean i i i understand it's hard i mean it's hard out there for people who don't have a ton of cash and have very hard choices to make as well in terms of like what you're playing or what you're able to play and so i do i do i do get that i'm actually also playing a game that's not exactly if but it's kind of IF adjacent. I'm playing a game called Still There, which is, uh, it's kind of like you're a person in a spaceship and you have a lot of things to work with. You have a lot of buttons, you have a lot of codes, you have a lot of this sort of stuff, but it's really about like loneliness and being sad and dealing with grief and all that kind of stuff. And you're always talking to your sort of AI buddy that you actually hate and wish was dead named Gorky. And Gorky oh. is always, like, antagonizing you. You're just like, oh, God, I don't know, Gorky. I don't know about this. And Gorky will be like, remember that? 
and you're just like, I wish you were dead, Gorky. Uh, it's it's very... <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, I mean, it's very... I really, really like it so far. Um, it's the kind of game where I, I if uh, if you don't work in games, you, you might not believe this, but sometimes people send you press releases for a thing that just kind of looks cool. I hadn't heard of this, and I hadn't seen anything about it, but the key art kind of uh, grabbed me a little bit, and they were like, oh, it's kind of an IF, kind of a you know, kind of an adventure game where you're, the puzzles are, you know, the interface that you're working with. You have multiple, like, panels of things that you're always kind of uh, working with. And there's a lot of, like, funny post-it notes and all sorts of stuff in your environment. Um, I only just started that. I'm only, you know, maybe an hour or so in. But I'm really enjoying kind of what it's got so far. Uh, it's from Ghost Shark. That's the developer. So, yeah, again, I'm just oh. playing all these fun, weird adventure IF things this year. And kind of loving them maybe this is my evolution as a gamer maybe this mm -hmm. is like what happens to me <laughs> every 10 years you discover a new genre first it was uh tactics game yes and now uh now it's if and then uh once you've played about 679 hours of those yeah uh, i don't know you'll move on to monster hunter with me that that's how that goes right? that might happen <laughs> it's possible it's it's possible that there's a monster hunter in in me um, mm -hmm. Oh god, I guess this is almost IF too. Not to keep going, but uh, the, the no, hits keep coming, you know, in the games that I'm playing because nobody else is playing them. So I'll just make it quick. But I am playing uh, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine on the Switch. It just came out on mm -hmm. Switch. Um, I got a code, and I really love that game. I I loved it when it first came out. God, I think the very beginning of 2018. So almost two years at this point. Um, and uh, God, yeah. It, Disclosure notice, I obviously I and probably most of the people on this podcast know at least someone who worked on it. It's a lot of yes. folks in the game industry who actually wrote characters who actually did, uh, you know, uh, that type of writing on the game, which is really, really cool. Um, but I love it. Former. In the game, you are, again, if you, if you never heard of this one, you are a skeleton man. And your job is to wander America, getting stories from people and sort of retelling them. And the, the stories themselves kind of get larger than life. They sort of evolve in ways. There are character interactions that you have where you're basically trading stories. Somebody will be sitting by a campfire and say, oh, tell me something funny. I really could use a laugh. So you need to kind of match their mood with a story that you've kind of collected. Um, uh, Stephen, I know you're, you're not a fan of this game and and, and that's okay. <sighs> I, I really like it. I, I just am there for what this is putting down a little bit <laughs> yeah i so the thing about the where the water tastes like wine is that i love uh, i love so much about it like in theory there's so many different disparate parts that i never think or at least when i played it whenever it came out in like 2016 mm -hmm. or something the original release uh just never really all clicked together in the in a very strong way for me um but uh, the art style, the music, the the whole premise—you are—you did leave out the part where you have been assigned to wander, uh, like the Depression-era Dust Bowl America, mm -hmm. collecting stories. You were assigned that by a living wolf, uh, voiced yes. by Sting. That's right. It's Wolfman Sting. Wolfman Sting mm -hmm. is indeed your uh, the guy, and it all happens. I totally forgot about this somehow, but like you lose your soul in a game of cards. Right. And he's like, all right, Oops. well, you're going to work for me now, buddy. <laughs> and like, I, yep. and I, I am going to take your skin as a deposit, Mr. Skeleton Man. Yep. That is that is what's going to happen here. Yep. 
Um, do you have, like, uh, I forget, is there, like, a hunger meter, or do you, like, need to eat food or something like that? So the thing is, it's been long enough that I'm not sure if there have been changes made, or I just didn't remember certain things, but you can get money uh, by looking for work in cities, and you can buy food in cities, but I don't think you actually need it. I think those are just mechanics that are kind of fun, and, you know, I, I was playing it at my kitchen table... My family is around, uh, and my partner's around, and I'm like, oh, here are the items on sale in Boston. It's clam chowder and hot apple cider, and, like, like all the foods in the region are, like, oh, the foods you would get there, and that was, like, fun to sort of, mm. oh, oh, look what you can get in Detroit. Look what you can get in New York. You know, it's, like, it's just, like, a fun little weird thing. I, do, I have no idea if you actually need to use it for the game, because I don't I, remember. You can also hitchhike now, which, again... I have oh. no idea if you could before, but now you can just hitchhike in a car and it goes way faster to, like, right. the next little kind of settlement or something. Uh, right, because I remember that being kind yeah. of one of the pains in the ass with that game. It's just, like, walk, you had to walk so much yes. empty distance doing nothing. Um, Your skeleton man walks pretty slow, and yeah. America's a big country. It's a big place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that kind of makes it a little better, but... I also, it's been long enough that I genuinely don't remember if you could do that in the original game. So, yeah. And the other thing about, like, the distance on this one, too, is, like, one of my chief concerns with the game at the time was just I had just no end of bugs. Like, the game just, like, crashed on me constantly. And, like, you know, I would have, like, characters where I would, like, select a dialogue option and then I would, like, I think the money was for train tickets, I want to say, to get to Yeah, you can definitely, like, warp, basically, uh, with the trains. Yeah, you can totally do that. Yeah, that's true. I think one of the, I think if I remember correctly, one of the bugs that I ran into in that game a lot when I was reviewing it back at the time was, like, I would pay for a train ticket and then it'd be like, okay, take me to, from, you know, San Francisco to Boston or whatever, and then, like... The, the game would, like, you know, do the fade to black w- w- that it was going to do to warp me, but instead it would just, like, dump me... I, I would not tra- fast travel at all. I would still be exactly where I was standing, and it would take all my money away, and oh, as no. if I had traveled there, but it wouldn't take me. I think I could dig up my review one of these days. The game and kind of look robbed at it you. You were right. robbed. <laughs> yeah, it was actually, like, it was just a scam in the game, actually. Like, if I had played a little bit longer, I would have discovered that it was actually, like, all part of a... Uh, Intricate plot. It was so, Sting um, the whole time. He was behind yeah. that. He was like, oh, don't, you know, don't let them get on that train. <laughs> mm-hmm. In the background there. Can't let them get their soul back. Um, no. Yeah, I, I I, don't recall entering any bugs when I played it on PC before, and I... Uh, which, oh, boy. That's Ooh. my dog. He's so pissed. Um, alrighty, then. Uh, well, well, we take Danielle care of got consumed by dog. Uh, well, da- uh, Danielle got consumed by dog. Uh, Merritt is uh, st- stepped away for a second as well. I have a couple of games on here that I sorry, my uh, dog was so pissed that you <laughs> were robbed and that you weren't able to get on that train. Mm. He w- he's like, I gotta go find Sting. I gotta teach him he's a like, lesson. Oh no, I'm a wolf. Yeah, sorry about that. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Uh, I was just about to maybe uh, bring up a game that I had played. Um, uh, that a couple weeks ago, I, or I've been kind of pecking away at it here and there over the last couple of weeks. So There's a game called uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall uh, that just had an expansion come out recently. Uh, so it's technically speaking, what I played was Age of Wonders Planetfall Revelations, uh, which is a not great name. <laughs> it's just too much. Uh, and it actually maybe kind of speaks to kind of like one of the uh, initial 
what I think is going to be one of the initial hurdles for anybody trying to get into this game, which is that it, like, has an incredibly generic um, look, and look to it. Um, it is a... 4x strategy game in the style of a um, Total War or a Civilization, but also in the style of a Total War, like Total War, Three Kingdoms, or whatever. Uh, it switches from the overworld map into a sort of um, a boots-on-the-ground combat thing, but mm -hmm. instead of being real-time strategy like, a, like Total War, it uh, switches into like XCOM-style turn-based tactics game um, with whatever units you happen to move on the map. Uh, and all that stuff is extremely good, is the thing. Like, like, I think this is a game that a lot of people slept on. Even people within the strategy game community ended up sleeping on because, again, it makes a very poor first impression, I think, in a couple of different ways, which I just read, uh, wrote about on the site uh, earlier today. Um, it is just kind of a wall of text in terms of, like, its tutorials and stuff like that. It's got so much going on uh, that it can be tough to kind of, like, just swim through it. And then, you know, a lot of times when you run into a game like that, the thing that carries you forward is the aesthetic or the story or whatever. But the uh, aesthetic and the story in this game is space marines versus space bugs versus space undead versus space dwarves. It's like... <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's off-brand Warhammer 40k kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Um... But uh, the thing about it is, uh, as you continue to play it, it kind of, like, starts to subvert those ideas. I mean, we <laughs> you want to talk about, like, Captain Rigger's Slam Squad. Uh, <laughs> this game is mm -hmm. that, with the, the straight-up, like, your character's, like, um, the, the first character that, you, that you're kind of directed towards to play is a Vanguard commander. He's, like, basically a fucking Duke from G.I. Joe <laughs> in space. Uh, and he's just, like... All right, team, we're going back to the pleasure planet of uh, Halcyon 6 or whatever, and like, uh, for a long-needed rest or whatever. Oh no, the pleasure planet has been taken over by mandroids. You know, it's that kind of thing. Good. But played, yes. but played super straight-faced. It's like played, it's it's Zap Brannigan from Futurama, if Zap Brannigan wasn't the, the butt of the joke. Uh, <laughs> which, I personally don't think plays at first until the game starts to kind of lean into it uh, just really lean into it at, uh, initially and then kind of subvert a lot of what you thought was going on and, and you know uh, oh this weird space empire that is all about colonizing and stuff like that is actually super bad and was super bad all along and <laughs> kind of it gets there but like if you're just getting into the game for the first time and you're like if you're not a super deep strategy person, the story's not really probably going to grab you immediately. And if you are a super deep strategy person, there are other games. I compare it to, like, a Endless Space 2, where all the factions in that game are, like, kind of famously, like, crazy deep and interesting and weird. There's, like, one race that's, like, a giant tree, and all the roots of the tree spread from planet to planet, and that's how you star travel in that game, is is oh, you're, you wow. grow a tree so big that the branches, like, reach other <laughs> star systems. So uh, it's, it's Avatar. Like <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you can tell it's great, because it's like Avatar. Oh. A very, very good thing that I love. Uh, <laughs> wow. Ugh. I'm sensing a little I, disdain here. I'm sensing uh, like maybe you're not an Avatar fan. No, I'm not an Avatar. <laughs> Do you remember um, when Avatar came out and uh, like a bunch of people got really depressed, like suicidally depressed because it was too good and it wasn't real? Oh, mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there were oh, forums of people real. who were like, who were just like so depressed. That, oh, yeah. And I guess I shouldn't make fun, but it is kind of funny that like Avatar is the movie that does that. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Like There's really? <laughs> like I mean, I would I would also be really sad if I couldn't have a big robot with knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um no. This is complete side. This is complete derailing right now. But like, aren't there like people out there who like identify as Navi? Basically, I mean, like they. Okay, wait. Sorry, is that an actual question? Because yes, the answer absolutely. is <laughs> there are. How is Good that? Point. There's everyone who does. There's someone who does something. Who does anything? Anything you can think of. Right. There's someone who does it, and that's, that's beautiful. Point. Yeah, it's a big beautiful world out there that we live in. Uh, there's a lot of uh, subreddits and a lot of Facebook groups that people can be part of. Yeah, you grow a ponytail and then you sort of like <laughs> tie it to the other person's ponytail, and that's how they do it. So, what have they movie? gotten bored? Is the only thing I'm worried about. Like, I, you know, with with not bored. I have what you know. I, I'm not gonna lie. I have seen fandoms, you know, 20 years after whatever has come out. Uh, but that's for like Star Trek, which has like. You know, there's a couple of hundred episodes per series in that. There's a lot of material to mine, but, like, one single two 20-hour movie... There's video games. There's probably comics. I mean, there um, is... I should I should I take that really back. There, there is a is land much. in Disney's Animal Kingdom that is Avatar Land, and it's actually great. That's their mecca. It yeah. is, you're right. That's where they make their <gasps> pilgrimage. That's it. Yeah. That's it? And Honestly? each of them leaves a lock of their ponytail there. Oh um, my god! They leave. Wouldn't that be like cutting Can off, I, like your life so, their, life their, source? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Genitals. They, they use the ponytail for sex, right? I think so. Kinda. Yeah. It's yeah. sort yeah. of like a, it's like a demolition man kind of thing. With like Merit, I was literally about to say a <laughs> demolition man situation. Thank you so much. Of course, that's the go-to for like future, <laughs> anti, ace like uh, aseptic. Mm depictions mm-hmm. of uh, human eroticism. You put yes. the I've never seen on. this film. <clears throat> oh my god, we, you gotta. We have, mm, we have plans to do some stuff with some movie stuff and yes. uh, one of those movies that we should do is Demolition Man. <laughs> we should I, have, I, oh, I got no, that Asana open Demolition right now. Man. Oh, I've, I've never seen Avatar. Oh, me neither. Oh, okay. no, I haven't the seen only Avatar part of either. Avatar I've seen is when the big robot has the big knife he does have it like a knife the size of a buick that is a scene in that movie that yeah. movie is bad it's so bad oh, I, I see whenever people talk about avatar i think about the the closest movie that i've seen to it like a movie that has like environmental themes that was computer generated mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. features like humans interacting with like some kind of like weird like non-human creatures Fern Gully. Uh, I, of course, am not <laughs> referring to Fern Gully, but to Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Yes. And, uh, uh, uh-huh. Yes. Classic. So that's that was my avatar. I'm really I, sad that I can't live in that fucked up world where the ghosts of dead aliens are killing people. Uh-huh. And, uh, and you James have to put Woods up a there? force field. James Woods is there, and he does want to nuke them. Oh, yeah. my God, you're right. James Which Woods he probably would do in real life, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, none of this has anything to do with Age of Planetfall. (laughs) I'm sorry. Pandora's Uh, probably in that game. Yeah, that is true. It might as well be, is the thing. Like, because, again, the thing that Borderlands does for for laughs is kind of what this game is in a lot of different respects. Like, literally one of the NPC factions... So that's the thing in this game that is kind of, um... 
Let me back up a, a little bit more. Age of Wonders Planetfall, and actually, I think this is actually something that works really, really well about the game, because I actually do really like this game a lot, is that it basically just takes a lot of ideas from, a, I would say, probably higher-budget um, turn-based strategy games and turn-based, like, 4X strategy games from the past, like, 10 years. Your XCOMs, your Civilizations, your Endless Legends, your Endless Spaces, um, and just kind of takes all the best elements from them and mashes them all together, but what the balancing act that it manages is that it, none of these ideas feel half-baked or, like, thrown away. It's it, it wears its inspirations on its sleeve, but it also, like, does them really, really great service. It Like, the, the turn-based tactical combat, one of the problems with uh, the Total War franchise is that the overarching uh, world map stuff is always super interesting, but the uh, real-time battles between your armies are just kind of a big, giant, like, mess and kind of a mash. Uh, they you know, improved on that this year with uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, which is a lot better uh, about striking that balance. But then this game, I think, takes it a step further because it is a turn-based, like, hex-based, civilization-style uh, strategy game that then just switches down into, like, a more granular version of the same, which is you're still moving units on hexes in turn-based combat, um, and you're putting them into cover, and they've got special abilities and consumables and, uh, you know... Abil uh, abilities on cooldowns and all these different interesting things that it really forces you to use at any given point. Um, and it's just... It's weird because it's just like kind of the platonic ideal of one of these games, except for the part where, it, again, it makes, like, negative first impression. <laughs> it just, like... like mm. it, and I don't mean that, like, it makes a negative first impression. I mean, it's like... You, your first impression of this game is, like, it just immediately deletes itself from your brain. <laughs> oh. Um... Be because it is so just generic, it is just like yeah. The the uh, Kirko, I think, is the name of their uh, bug race in this. And in the in my write up about it, I say like they're your Tyranids slash Zerg slash Formix slash um, Brood. It's like every single alien hive mind bug race you've ever seen in fiction. But that's how it seems at first. And then what they kind of like end up doing with that premise is like oh, but in those pieces of fiction, those things are always these all-consuming, mindless swarms. They're a force of nature that is evil and psionic or whatever. In uh, Age of Wonders Planetfall, they're actually, like, humans found those aliens and they were like, oh, wow, these big bugs are, like, psychic and, like, have all this, like, crazy level of unity. We should enslave them and use their powers for our own ends to expand our star oh. empire. Th that'd oh. be great. Um, and so you're playing as them uh, in some of the campaigns in this game, too, which I should also mention, the game is split up into, uh, borrowing heavily from Endless Space and Endless Legend, uh, it's split up into these kind of um, story chapters where you uh, are doing unique little side missions for different people that kind of build towards a greater narrative. Um, so it is much more story-based than a civilization or something like that. Uh, which, again, because it does eventually get there, it does eventually... The story does eventually get more arresting and more interesting. Um, it's worth it, I think, uh, to build the game around these story elements, even though it does make for such a slow start. And, uh, yeah, they just had a new expansion that came out. It's not really... I kind of mostly just wanted to talk about the main game itself because I think it was worth mentioning because I think a lot of people have probably passed by it. But, um... The expansion just came out recently, and it just basically adds a lot more of everything, like a little bit more variety, some more interesting enemy types, um, and, uh, you know, on the topic of IF, uh, it adds kind of like FTL style, like, uh, choose-your-own-adventure, uh, crises, where it'll be like, 
ah, you've entered this, like, dungeon or whatever, you have six different options to, for how to deal with it. You can blast open this door and you have a 50% chance of getting through, or you can wait four turns and you'll waste a bunch of time, but you will 100% get in past that door and figure out what's inside, and maybe you'll trigger a uh, turn-based battle on the in, in, you know, in an indoor environment. And that's really cool. Nice. And uh, someone was just shot to death uh, on the yeah, recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I dropped my phone. I'm surprised that uh, they that my uh, my mic picked that up. Mm, mm. You know, it happens. Um, it yeah. happens. So it that sounds really cool. Can yeah. I, I think so. Danielle does uh, have to go in a little bit. And um, we haven't gotten onto news. Can can I just bring up a news? Can I just yes. swerve off with no segue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. about this news. Please. Can I just talk about a news item? So I woke up this morning, and sometimes the thing that I'll do is I'll look at my phone and um, go to like the Twitter trending thing, and most of the time it's like, you won't believe what this raccoon had for dinner or whatever and it's like oh wow that was i did wouldn't see that coming uh today under the business header Mm -hmm. this headline says the day of reckoning will come (laughs) papa john's founder john schnatter says and it, it goes on to say that in an interview with wdrb Schnatter said the company he set up in 1984 has declined over the past two years. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days, wow. and it's not the same pizza. So just to recap for anyone who uh, is not aware, uh, Papa John did step down at the end of 2017. That's, that's a way to describe it. Yeah. After he... Uh, he did a racism. He did yes. a big racism. Yes. He, uh, according to this headline, publicly criticized NFL leadership over football players' protests during the national anthem. And then he did resign as chairman after the board after he did say the N word in a conference call with shareholders. Uh, he's a bad man. And also, I do want to point out one additional detail, which is that uh, in this interview, he is wearing that kind of classic red shirt mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the logo. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when I when I posted this this morning, this was a detail that I missed, and I think John Warren uh, uh, pointed out, our friend John, who, uh, friend. which is that... Friend of the is, show, John Warren. Friend of the show, John Warren, which is that he is wearing a red shirt that has the little white logo that you're like, oh, that's that says Papa John's, which is weird because he's not Papa John anymore. But when you do zoom in, it does say Jeff Baseball. Yes. <laughs> it's just literally those words. It just says Jeff, like, <laughs> Jeff Base. Like, is that his new thing? Is he now Jeff Baseball? Like, mm-hmm. Papa John's Pizza Reckoning company. is, like, uh, that's, first of all, that's terrifying. Yeah. That he, yeah, he's promising a Pizza Reckoning. But second, who is Jeff Baseball? Okay, it's- well, I'm I'm putting, now I'm going to put a JPEG into the, yes. oh, please, into please our do. Discord. Yep, uh-huh. Um, oh. I, I, I do so I did Google Jeff Baseball Papa John's. Okay. And, and, <laughs> what is and, what this is a man like? playing a baseball. He's pitching. He's pitching a ball. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Baseball. Yes. Uh, with a red uniform and the giant letters uh, in block <laughs> print spell out J E F F for Jeff Baseball. So 
uh, I found an article from uh, fucking, fucking, who is this? News and Tribune, which is the worst <laughs> name for a publication <laughs> ever. Oh. Wait, where does this take place? Anyway, um, sorry, this is a fucking lead for the ages. Rising like the dough of his famed pizza. Papa John's founder, John Shatner, will Schnatter will have his name back in his hometown with the naming of the baseball facility at Jefferson High School. Oh! Okay, so... Okay. Whoa, yo, hold the fuck on. This second sentence... Just one year ago, he fell from grace uh, with a public amid comments made during a media training exercise (laughs) where he reportedly used a racial slur and talked of his early life in Jeffersonville, seeing African-Americans dragged by trucks until their death. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, controversial (laughs) statement right there. You know, like that's the words I would use to describe it. Uh, Mmm, mmm, Papa John. What did you find, Merritt? So... Okay, so so is Jeff baseball because like it's like that's just like a shortening of Jefferson High School. So it, it's got yeah, it's like for the baseball team that he he bought or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the high school baseball team that he bought. I'm gonna yeah. pause it. I'm gonna pause it an alternate possibility. Okay, that Papa John John Shat or whatever his fucking name is that tracks actually yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's right wants to now become Jeff baseball because okay. maybe. Through you know some some public pressure that he deserved for saying such a bad racism, he is now, you know, he's investing in this Jefferson baseball, but he wants to actually become Jeff baseball. So now he wears that on his shirt so that people will refer to him as Jeff baseball. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. We've we've uh, yeah. mm-hmm. we've been kind of skirting another important issue here, which is uh, the. The um, the number of pizzas. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So yes. according yes, to uh, according to pizzaneed.com, uh, let's assume he's eating. Let's assume they're like a media pe- medium pizza. Okay. Okay. That's a twelve inch pizza with eight slices. He says I he ate eat that. over forty pizzas in thirty days. So uh, just oh. gonna do some math real quick over. here. Yeah. So- yeah, let's just say that's 43 pizzas. Let's do he, a nice was, round 43. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if it was 50, eight. he would have said 50. So that is 344 <laughs> slices of pizza uh, divided by um, divided by 30. is That is uh, about 11 slices of pizza a day. That e- He's very sick. Speaking <laughs> medically... <laughs> yes. Is he okay? Medically, very, I mean, I don't do really that. care. But He's like, not, but you know what you can do? Um, you know, you know the quickest way to slam back eleven pieces of pizza mm-hmm. is to just do a bunch of cocaine. Mm-hmm. And if you look mm-hmm. at it, if you look at a still image of of yeah. Jeff baseball, yes. you can see um, the the uh, just some blood underneath his nose. Um, right. Yeah. Are you sure it's or, not or is that, or is that, I was going to say, is that perhaps Marinara? <laughs> well, oh, in the well, nose. No, he does have. Maybe it is kind of coming out. Yeah, there is a. Yeah. Yeah, Mark. He does look very sweaty and tired as well. Yeah, this is a man who has clearly like it's showing in his face. The yeah. B. Can we talk about the fucking B cam in this interview, oh. which is like from an overhead thirty-three degree angle? 
at like 15 seconds in Timothy Burke's video. Um, it's just, it's tremendous. I don't know why anyone would do this. It's just so good. Um, I've also found multiple articles uh, talking about the interview and every every single news organization that talks about it refers to the Jeff Baseball thing as an aside. It's flavor text to them. <laughs> they say Richie and another board member, Mark Shapiro, quote, should be in jail. Shatner, who was wearing a Papa John's-esque, yeah, Papa John's-esque red button-down shirt in a Jeff Baseball logo said. Mm. That's like, that's the, <laughs> that's not the important part of that. Right. Do you think that he specifically bought the high school sports team because its uniform looked enough like Papa John's that he could literally <laughs> yes. wear it to interviews like this? Yes. I think that's okay. true. That's got to be true. All right. Do you that, think they're mad that they um, kept the name? Kept it called it Jeff, ba- Jeff Baseball? No, 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 no. That the company Papa John's is mad that they kept the name Papa John. <laughs> They should have rebranded. I think so. I just I heard him. I heard someone slow it down, and he says like, "I've had over forty pieces." But but this is all fine though because they did hire Shaq uh, to replace Papa John. Shaq, a cop. <clears throat> yes. Uh, well, you know they did hire Shaq, so racism is over, uh, and we can all move Wait, on. They hired Shaq. What are you Shaq, Shaq, is, Shaq, Shaq is, is the face Papa of Papa Shaq. John's now. Oh my god. Yeah. Why didn't he go to noted, Shake Shack? N- noted Which just would have been better. Shaq. Mm-hmm. Wait, okay. Shaq is a cop. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say that... that he's He is literally ordained by the city of either Miami wow. or Los Angeles as a sheriff. Did not know that. He, oh he wanted god. all of the shittiness of being a cop, which is being a cop without any of the power that comes with being a cop. Being no, a cop. no, without yeah. any of the pay. He just wanted to do it for free. <laughs> just for the love of the game. The beautiful game. <laughs> Wait, now, is this the, the second or third time that Shaq has been the face of a national fast food chain? Oh, because wow. if you'll recall, Nikki, you might not have been alive for this, but um, Shaq, I believe, was... Uh, the face of Taco Bell briefly, where he was sort of warning viewers against taco neck syndrome. Oh, right. Huh? Yeah, uh, I remember this. Taco, taco neck. neck syndrome, because you have to turn your head sideways <laughs> oh, I to see. eat the taco. Oh. And um, if you go to the Taco Bell wiki, there is a well, yeah, page that's... on taco neck syndrome. <laughs> It's supposed cure is slowly moving your head back and forth to relax neck muscles, followed by consumption of other Taco Bell items. Uh, Merit, just to just to be clear, uh, Shaq is not just like a celebrity endorsement on this one. I believe he is like on the board of directors of the of Papa John's oh. now. Yeah, he he bought into oh, Papa wow. John's. Right. Okay, wow. Shaq. Shaq is the CFO, that is the chief fun officer for, Far- no. for Carnival Cruise Lines. Um, he owns 150 American car washes, uh, 17 Auntie Anne's pretzel stands. He used to own 155, um, 155 I was about to say five shy guys. guys, but it is five guys. 
Um, but then he sold those. He owned ten percent of Five Guys, but he sold them. Mm. Um, <laughs> he sold one he, of the guys. He, he owned like point yeah. five of a guy. <laughs> um, yeah. He had one Krispy Kreme franchise in Atlanta. That's good. That's all Just you need. Just one. Mm-hmm. Who do you think was picking up the pizzas for Papa John? Oh, oh boy! I think he probably was it. His I son, like his shitty in. son. <laughs> Like, <laughs> he's just, well, no, because, yeah, no, it could have been his son because there was that commercial, like, years ago where his son yeah. ordered oh, yeah. the pizzas for him mm. online right? when they had, when they introduced online ordering. Didn't they Which have was a based mullet? on true events. Didn't they Sorry. watch? Well, sorry, Daniel, what were you, what I, did you I, say? I was asking if the kid had a mullet, but I'm now bringing it back up, uh, and I'll share, of course, with the class. Oh, oh okay. No, I he love- has more of a bowl cut i suppose oh yeah that's way more of a bowl cut for sure yeah i don't know why i remember him having a mullet i like this commercial just just imagine this commercial the famous papa john and son orders the pizza online commercial where he's wearing a proper by the way papa john uh shirt what happened to him and Mm -hmm. then i just pictured this whole thing but just the kid has a little blonde mullet the whole time yeah, no, I'm I'm uh, white and blonde, which means I did have this haircut at one point in my life, so... <laughs> oh, boy. I just want this fucking... I want the 2009 to 2019 meme, but it's two images of Papa John. Yes. With the mm-hmm. click of the house, Pop, Papa's in the mouse. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's that wait, way around. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> What did you say? What what were the words that came? What were hmm? <laughs> what what filth did you put down I'm to audio? Pretty sure I just said recording? with a click of the house, Papa's in the mouse. Which <laughs> okay, okay, uh, no, that's it, that's that, it. Okay, okay, that's I mean, all, that's fine. I think they did go with the other way around. With with a click of the mouse, yeah. Papa's in okay, in okay. The house. house. He, got it, he got literally it, got it, got says it. that in the commercial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought you said a different word besides house. Uh, Papa's in the something else. Anyway, this kid does not Papa's look happy. Papa's in your mouth? Is that what you're... Mm, that Danielle, what you're I was trying to keep it family friendly. Wait, well, it's already you, not. Wait, sorry, what are you suggesting? Like are, like that Papa John's is now running some kind of sexual services yeah. in his off time? I mean, you gotta pay the bills, right? Uh, you do, There's I suppose. Nothing, there is nothing. Um, there's nothing in the rules about that says it. Papa John's can't do sex work. That's no, right. exactly. No, I agree. There's no no rules against. That. It is a tremendously respectable uh, profession that does that. There is, is a rule that do, that is one of the things where there is a rule yeah. that says that Sadly. dogs can't do it, though. Yes, there is literally <laughs> there is a, a rule about rule. dogs for this. Mm-hmm. Not for baseball or basketball. No. Right. Can a dog play? Yeah, dog can play baseball. They're great at it, right? They catchers. They're really catchers, good yeah. catchers. They're outfielders, probably. Outfielders, yeah. yeah. They're good at I sliding. Don't, I don't. Mm, I don't want a dog to be a catcher because, like, the idea of a man who can mm. explode a bird throwing that <laughs> velocity of ball into a dog's teeth does not conjure an image that I want well, in my life. The dog would be wearing <laughs> a baseball glove. Yeah. In its mouth, Mary? Yes. Yeah, if a dog wore a baseball glove, would it wear it like this? <laughs> or would it just have one on its foot? <laughs> or it, would it be in its mouth? Uh, it uses to its prehensile tail. To protect its tiny works. 
Oh my god, I hate everything that we Why does Papa are... John's live in one of the Bluth model homes? That's what I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, is this Everyone an actual house? <laughs> it's oh my fucked god. up. No, is he just dressed up. like that at home, too? At I home? Think so. oh, you think, wait, he wears do you think he's just, like, at home jeans? all the time now, and his kids oh. just, like, fucking hate him? Yes. Oh, but they yeah. order him pizzas the conversation, anyway. What do you think the conversation was like for the for the fucking Papa John's that received the call from Papa John's? We're filming a commercial about <laughs> online ordering. Uh, send your best. Send your best. <laughs> send your best pizza man to meet the Papa John. Uh, because this image here that I will I will share, um, and I know we do have to wrap, but this is right there this is just beautiful right there that's papa in your mouth right there yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah he mm, he's popping something in your mouth i don't know oh papa about that oh wow the 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 difference between this papa john and the other papa john in the modern image just look like the dip like in terms They're of different just, people. I was going to well, say, in terms is... of sheer mass, it looks like one Papa John is wearing another Papa John over <laughs> himself. This is, what, 10 years? Yeah. He should okay. do the t- 2009-2010 meme. Yeah. Mm, right, 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 yeah. No, he does, yeah, I mean, he That's does how he makes not, his comeback. He does look... Not, I mean, Very he sick. never tucked that shirt in either. Like, come on. No, no. that shirt's out. No. no, that's why they invented Untuck It. Yeah. Oh god, that makes perfect sense. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold the phone. Wait, ooh, wait, ooh, wait! I found the best frame. Hold on. Anyway, we should probably end this. Yeah, <laughs> we could have used the like extra fifteen minutes we had Danielle for for so much. <laughs> this is what we yeah. did instead. No, this was good. No, this is this is what you come to fan with for. You That's come true. here for incisive Papa John commentary, uh, mm-hmm. especially on the John day of our Lord today. Terrible. Where he's relevant, <laughs> right? Papa was yeah. out of the news yeah. cycle for a while. That's so. true. I feel bad oh. that I brought him into this. Like yeah. that's this is what he wanted. He wanted us to be talking about him. Yeah, that's true. I, I think it was. But what he wanted. let me just be clear. Fuck Papa John. Yeah, he's not fuck even. <laughs> fuck Jeff Baseball. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Jeff Baseball. Um, you will be able to find Jeff Baseball shirts at fanbite.com slash store. Um, yeah, we are going to jump on that. Mm-hmm. We are also going to be um, producing a mug that says Papa's in your mouth, uh, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, yeah, I do have to go, though. Literally anything. We could have done anything with this time on this earth. Yeah, I feel good about what we did. No, yeah, that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah, also there's a new Half-Life game coming out. Oh, Half-Life. Yeah, oh, yeah there's new Half-Life. Out. And a, so a bunch of my friends made the website for you it. You all and... already knew about that, though. Yeah. You didn't know about Jeff Baseball's Pizza Reckoner. Wait, Danielle, your your friends made the website for Half Life. Yeah, Hour? Chris Remo made the website for the new oh. Half Life. <laughs> I didn't know that was them. And I, I think uh, Jane Ng is is working on art for it, and like basically a lot of the Campo folks are worked on uh, things either in it or around it. So they were tweeting about it, and it was nice. <clears throat> I you know? do. I don't mean to. This is no. This is the exact opposite of me saying something mean about your friends. It's it's, it's my thing with this is that the fact that uh, they are working on these projects now that they have been scooped up by Valve, uh, and the fact that uh, they did take in the Valley of the Gods out of all of their social media accounts does make me incredibly 
nervous and upset because I would really like to have seen what In the Valley of the Gods was and a, like a follow-up to Firewatch <clears throat> from them. And I really hope that they're still making video games over there I, is all I'm saying. Because they, they're too. good at it. They're good. They're good. They're good game makers. They're yes. good game makers, Jeff Baseball. They sure are. <laughs> he is not a good anything. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> uh, we still have a, a email that we should address sometime next week, but uh, we need Danielle for that one, so I'll, I'll okay. push it off one more week. Um, but if you do want to send us emails, it is podcast at fanbyte.com. That's fanbyte with a Y for the bite. Um, you can also go to fanbyte.com itself for uh, lots of insightful commentary about real video games. I swear to God, we don't talk about Papa John's on there. It's just, it's all quarantined into here. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Fanbyte Media. We're also on um, TikTok and Instagram and yeah. a bunch of other stuff right now, right, Danielle? Yeah, we sure are. And we have funny videos constantly. Most of them come from this podcast or from Late Lunch, which you should also watch. <laughs> Right. On uh, twitch.tv slash fanbite. Absolutely. It's way funnier than this show. <laughs> like, I think this show is pretty funny. Late <laughs> Lunch is... It's both good. Yeah, Late Lunch is super, super you good. You don't make Nikki choose from his children. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm telling him he... Uh, I'm telling him he has already made his choice, which is he brings his best <laughs> material to Late Lunch. <laughs> uh, you can follow Nikki on Twitter at... Uh, what is it again? Godsewa. G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Hell Yeah. And where can people follow you, Danielle? At Danielle R.I. And how about you, Merritt? At Merritt K. Fabulous. You can follow me on uh, Twitter at, at Stephen Strum. Uh, this has been yet another episode of Fan with the Fanbyte podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, does anybody want to close us out today? Does anybody want to coin a new outro for themselves? Or, Danielle, do you want to use yours? Be good and be good at it. Hell yeah. <laughs> bye. 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 Ding. 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 Oh, the holidays—they're <laughs> <laughs> coming back again. They heard we were wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs>